whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Welcome, everyone. Tonight we'll be doing our one-to-one episode with the lovely Josie Myers, who's joined us for a one-to-one tonight. Hey, Jose. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me, Pierre. And, um, no worries. Yeah. Happy to have you back. Thank you. Um, so let's get into it, Jose. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the first question is, let's take it back and tell us and everyone else out there where you grew up, your family, your school, where did sure. you get? Yeah, so let's start off there. Yes, um, I was born in Fiji. Uh, born in Fiji, nice. but uh, raised here in um, in Australia. So um, went to primary school in Fiji um, up until I did uh, up until I was about twelve. Then mum was already here. Mum migrated over to Australia. So then I came across um, uh, across with my sister, and then yeah, started high school here. Um, started at Walipa Girls High School, and then at Liverpool Girls High School. And then I finished off in, in Melbourne. So I went to Kawasa College down there. Oh, wow. So you actually well. went down from Sydney down to Melbourne? To Melbourne, yep. And then came back. Um, no, sorry, came back and then finished my last two years in, in Sydney again. So, um, yeah, so um, I've always been, um, you know, sporty when I was young. Um, always been in track and field. So back even back in Fiji when I was little, I remember at primary school, you know, I'm always doing the 100-meter sprints, the 200s, the 400s. Um, and I think being brought up on a farm with my grandparents, um, you know, um, they've always been, you know, supportive of our sports and in their rugby with all the cousins. And, yeah, but I, I never liked rugby. I never liked um, at all, at all, you know. It's actually very funny because it's very similar to how I started uh, any contact sport. I actually don't like being touched. <laughs> so when I started playing um, boot iron, yeah. funnily enough, um, fell into it with my brother and my um, family. But yeah, didn't want to be touched at all. At yeah. all, didn't want to be touched. Didn't want to, no one to touch me. No one tackle me. I can only touch you. You can't touch me. So it's very similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then, um, mm. sorry. Um, I just wanted to just ask you about your family so how many is in your family any brothers or just yes. you've got sisters um yeah so there's a uh, there's four of us so i've got um so mum and dad um so mum's passed away back in 2015 um dad's still alive dad's back in fiji um he's remarried and he's got kids um but my elder sister she lives in dublin um, then I've got wow. an older brother, yeah, met an Irish boy and they took off and happily fall in love and she took off and they were there there. Um, I know. And um, then I've got an older brother, still lives in Fiji, um, and then myself. And then I've got a younger brother who lives here in Sydney as well. So, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, big so there's family. four of us. Yes, big family. Mum is one of the 15. Oh, gosh. And, yes, and dad is one of the 11. So, um, wow. yes, so not, uh, not aiming to get to those numbers. So I only have four. <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> That's not much at all. You're fine. I know. I'm coping well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me, um, sure. 
I think this is quite funny. I, I find that your story resonates with mine because I actually started in track and field as well. So yeah. tell me about your track and field um, career and how did it start? Because I actually, I actually did track and field up until I was 18 and then stopped and then yeah. contact when I was in my mid-20s. So tell me how you started with track and field. You said with your parents' farm, your grandparents' farm, that's where it all started? Yeah, that's where it all started. Um, they, they taught me how to, you know, they taught me how to, to run. Um, you know, we have the, the horses, we have the dogs. Like I'm always, you know, doing those, you know, chasing the dogs, running, um, you know, running with the dogs. And I think from then they've put me into, um, you know, all the competitions at primary schools back in Fiji. And then when I came over here, uh, I remember my first few years at Walipa Girls, I was, I was smashing all the, all the uh, the records, and I remember I still have my trophy, the Sportswoman of the Year. Oh wow! <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm always into sports. I love sports. Um, I love playing footy. Um, you know, during uh, not footy, I've loved playing sports during you know lunchtime and and recesses and all that with my friends, but never really liked. Um, never never really into any type of like, you know, sports, like yeah, soccer was a little bit, but never, never really into footy. But, um, and then even in Melbourne, I, um, I love my 200 meter hurdles. So I think my name is still up on their board, smashing the record, a school record for 200 meter hurdles and 200 meter sprints and 400. 100 is not really my thing. I think I go here and there, like I don't really, I think my, my strongest is 200 meters and 400 meters. Yeah. yeah, and the hurdles. I'll do 100 meter hurdles, but I would not. I'm not that successful at the 100 meter. I think I find my explosive. Like I, it takes me a while to sort of go. But once I go, I, you know, um, yeah, I'll get faster as I, you know, after the takeoff. So. Oh wow, yeah. that's amazing. So, um, yeah. So playing in the front row now, it's quite hard because you get caught a lot, you know, and yeah. being a wing, you know, yeah. I was going to ask you, I said, obviously, um, you know, we know each other from the Bears and we sure. started off together at the Bears and mm-hmm. you were a winger, I was a winger. Yeah. Um, did you find that the transition between track and field helped you or was that something that you had um, you had discovered when you started playing rugby? No, I definitely know that my track and field, all those skill sets, all those, just the footwork, the agility um, and all that sort of definitely helped me. I was comfortable starting into rugby union because I, I started in rugby union when I first got into the game. Um, I wasn't um, I wasn't really held back because I knew uh, what needed for me was speed, being a winger. Yeah. So I've always yeah. been a winger. So what needed for me was yeah. that. So I was comfortable. It wasn't like I go in and I have to go and learn how to run lines. And, yes. you know, like... <laughs> You know, yes. so just I mean, playing on the wing. All right, get the ball and run. Find space and run. And because I was new to sport, I get I get so terrified being tackled. I remember this is a funny story. I remember the first day I came to the game. They said, "All right, do you want to play this weekend?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't know." First training session, two training sessions. They said, "Oh, come and come and have a run on Saturday." I rocked up, headgear, mouth guard, shoulder pads, <laughs> and the coach goes, "What the hell?" I'm like. You know, I need to protect myself. First tackle, I cried and ran off the field. And the coach goes, get back on the effing field right now. And I was like, oh, okay. And <laughs> I copped all the hits. And then after that, it's, I think the adrenaline and then, you know, the competitiveness kicks in and you just and loved it. After that first game, that was it. I was told. And so obviously from track and field to rugby, um, rugby yeah. union, right? 
Yeah. How did you find yourself and get your foot in the door with rugby league? Um, rugby league, uh, I think rugby league was was never really on my my radar at all. Like mm. I, I was enjoying my fifteens, and I was in, it was more of a fun thing to do. Like I was playing rugby fifteens, and then the seventh competition came up, and I thought, oh, I love this because they space being yes. wingers. I can run and I was fast you know, and I was like yes I'll go and play that so I went and played that um, got into the New South Wales Waratah squad then I got into the Fiji squad um, I was even uh, picked up by the USA Stars to go and play at you know Vegas USA and Vancouver um, I think coming off from that I was I was back in Sydney and then uh, there was a trial happening for Canola Sharks and I played a bit of rugby league in Penrith for the local Penrith Waratahs. And I remember Lisa Fayola, uh, Rowan seems yep. to come and help out the team just to keep the competition alive, you know. Even Lacey, um, Lacey Shields, we used to play oh, with her. Oh, I love Lacey. How oh, good is she? Yeah, She's amazing. You know, and still see her in the game. It's so good to see, you know, um, you know the pioneers of the girls still running through and still managing to play. And, and so good for the youngest to learn from, you know, all the, you know, all that leadership skills from those girls, yeah. So... Yeah, from then I went into the Canola Sharks, went in trials as a winger, killed it, <laughs> got selected, and I was like, oh, my God, I need to learn this game again. Do you know what I mean? Like, straight from Rugby Sevens, got in, um, but it was good. I knew a few girls in the squad that, um, you know, you've got Ron Sims who was coaching and playing as well, um, and all the girls are still playing now. Um, and that's when I started to love the game. That's when I got more exposed, but it was more professional level. Because when I was playing at Penrith Waratahs, it was more of a club level. Um, you know, the one person that always inspires me, that always pushes me to keep playing is Lisa Fayola. Would you believe it? And she's like, oh, come on, Suna, you know, I think you should be, you'll be really good at this. Um, and, you know, keep playing and see where it takes it. Never really thought I would, you know, get to where I, I am now with league. Um, and, yeah, took it from there since 2017 and never looked back. And now, even now, people go, would you go back and play sevens? I'm like, I'm not sevens feet anymore. <laughs> even if I play in the wing with league, it's, it's just different. I mean, you know, it's, uh, one thing I noticed is when I rocked up to fitness sessions for league, because, um, you know, at sevens, you absolutely get flogged. Like the, the, the training drills, the, the fitness levels, it's insane. And then when you come to league, it was totally, like it was just a small block. But, you know, the biggest thing, the biggest change was that killed me was the conditioning part, you know, mm. the strength part, you know. That was, yeah, and I think that was the biggest thing that I have to learn and, you know, train my body to, to that expectation, to so what the body is going to need to carry me through that whole game. So, yeah, so that's how I came across to league and haven't looked back. Um, there have been opportunities for people, you know, wanting me to play 15s or play 7s again, but... You know, I, I find that, you know, you can't, can't chase too many rabbits. You want to focus on one sport. You want to focus on one skill set and just focus on that. Um, and then you can have another sport on the side just for, you know, if the seasons don't, don't clash. Uh, yeah. But because um, there was one time there I was actually playing rugby league and rugby union in one comp. I was, remember I was playing for Sydney Uni and then playing Penny Waratahs for league. So I don't know how I did it then. I think a few girls still do it now where they'll play on, on a Friday night for league and then they're going to play Saturday morning for, for union, you know, yes. or vice versa. 
Um, and I think now at where we where I think because the level now has has grown, the level of competition with rugby league, and I think would be sustainable on the body to be carrying, you know, the load from the game mm. and then pull through for another game. So yeah, yeah. yeah so haven't yeah. looked back. So I'm enjoying rugby league at the moment. Um, yeah. So. With Rugby League, Rugby Union, um, what has been your biggest challenge on the field? Mainly in Rugby League. I think the challenge is maintaining, because now I play in the, you know, even the big transition from league, from winger to front rower, um, having to gain 20 extra kilos to, to train in it, to maintain it and to be fitter in, in that um, in that weight, I think the biggest challenge is uh, for me is um, fitness, fitness and carrying that load, um, you know, in the middle playing, you know, I try to maximize my train. I like to come to a game and go, okay, I'll see if I can be put on for 20 minutes, you know, in my first, in the first and then another, you know, depending on what the coaches see. So my biggest challenge is maintaining fitness and maintaining that endurance um in that game especially in the middle um you know to be there you know you you know you're you're needed for all the defense stuff and you needed to do all the carries of the in the, in the front and yeah it's just a workload um because you know that you've got to take the ball to a certain certain point you and your front rowers for you know for the place to be executed so the biggest challenge is that is maintaining that strength that power and that endurance and the fitness to um, to be effective player, to be good, yeah. And what would you say, I guess, so you've explained to me the physical side. Yeah. In terms of the other side, which is mental, emotional side, I guess um, from experience and I guess yourself as well, like people don't yeah. talk about how they feel and how they're going through the roller coaster of playing sport, especially at an elite level. Yeah. What are your thoughts or what is your mindset, I guess, when you're playing like, mm-hmm. what are the challenges that you go through as an athlete yeah, when you're I on think, the field? Yeah, I seriously believe um, that we don't talk about it a lot, and mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a it's an area that we need to have open conversations about and, and and more dialogue on this topic because end of the day, we prepare our bodies to get to that day, but when you're on game day, it's your mind and it's your emotion that's carrying you through, you know, to to pull you through that game, to pull you through that mistake, or pull you through. Um, you know the competition um, I you know it's good that you said that because you know I don't just only train my body and do my recovery I, I spent a lot more time on reading books I you know I've got books from coaches I've got books from footy I, I do my own research I, um, I make sure that when I'm coming to the games I'm mentally prepared and I'm emotionally prepared as mm. well because it, it's such a it's being an athlete like we like Doubt, doubt is always going to be there. Like we doubt ourselves, as, you know, yeah, as an athlete. Like I may, I smash myself and I go and train and even some days like it just creeps in, creeps in your mind and go, you know, I'm, I'm, and you still question, am I still fit enough? Am I still strong enough? And I think. Am I good enough? Am I good am enough I good to enough? make the team? Am I good enough to make the cut? A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, and think, it's a um, challenge. Yeah. It is. It really is. Mm. I think for women in particular, I think we also, um, you know, we experience that a lot more. We're yeah. probably a little bit more emotive, I guess, than what men are. Of course. Um, yeah. I, I could be wrong, but yeah. I find that a lot more girls, maybe because I'm well, obviously because I'm playing with girls, find yeah. that we're a little bit more emotional. We're a little bit more like 
challenged in that sense. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, because, you know, we're not professional, we're not, we're not full-time professional athletes. No. So when we get to training, we're carrying, you know, issues from home. We're having carrying issues of our own issues. We're carrying, yeah. you know, whatever burdens that we have. So then when, then to put that load on, to turn up to training on time, to, to train and carry your, you know, your physical demands of the training. And then on top of that is, you know, thinking, oh, am I going to get on the pin list this week? Am I, why am I not on the team list or why am I on the bench? And, and, that, and, that, and those are things that, are, that are, you know, should be encouraged to be talked about more and not because we are so emotional to a point where, and I think, um, I believe coaches should be, always be open with us and um, coaches and well-being officers because I, I believe, I find this in the years of playing is if coaches are open to, with us, the feedback should be open. I think if a coach says to me, okay, Joe, um, you need to work on this um, so you can be better at this. You need to work on this because this is why I'm not selecting you. These are the errors. But don't, don't give me wishy-washy things like, oh, yeah, you'll get on. Oh, yeah, you'll get on. Yeah, you're good enough. No, but I think be on point, straight to the point. And then because then I'll go, okay, I'll go and work on that because I know women will do that because we're not wired as, like, as men. We're, we're wired differently. And, that's, and because we're making the time to be there, we're making the time apart from our homes, from our school, mothers, studies, you know, partners. And we will go out of our own way to be better to that position, to be selected. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I think the coaches and, and other players knowing that, you know, just that level, just being aware mm-hmm. of that emotional level, being aware. And, yeah, and I think just providing that environment where everyone's encouraged, everyone's has a sense of care, has a sense of, um, you know, taking care of, I think, you do that for women and I think women will give way more like in their sports, even at workplaces and just that team environment, just yeah, overall emotional and mental. Um, and I think there should be, we should be open to that where, you know, sometimes we don't even, even that's when I was saying at Saints, you know, when I turned up to training, I said, you know, girls check in on each other, you know, mm-hmm. we don't know what you're going through. You know, parents might be sick or, you know, there are times we realize, oh, you know, any comes in a group chat, oh, my mom's in hospital and you realize, oh, that's probably why she's really down at training. I think we need to need to be more open and, yeah. and nurture. It's just that nurturing part of because we're playing a sport that's contact, full of contact, and very demanding, very challenging emotionally and mentally. And if we, um, I always making sure my mental being is is good, is in check. I always check in with you know people that I um, that I aspire to and go. Look, I just need a bit of a encouragement. I just and I think it's good to learn to, to ask for help learn to just go look I'm not doing great today at yeah you I really know. like that point I like that point of it's okay to ask for help because I think a lot of people mm. um yes. including myself at times mm. um, through my own um you know emotional mental uh, struggles when it came to um you know obviously playing and then yeah. questioning myself and you know at some point there were points where I was like, oh, I don't even think that I'm good enough. Mm. I don't think I'm good enough. But I also didn't help myself by not, uh, by not saying it out to my coaches and my fellow teammates because, yeah. because they're the people around me. They're the people that are going to be there to support me, right, on the field exactly. and off the field and that training. So yeah. I think that's a really valid point to kind of bring up because it's true. A lot of us as women and as athletes, we do come with a lot of, baggage as you were, as you were saying and I totally mm. agree with you on that point mm. you come in with your financial burden you've got a, a baggage sorry then you're coming mm. in with family baggage 
You know, yeah. you're full time. You're working full time, then training full time, and then you're expected to perform at an elite level. Elite level. Come the weekend. Correct. And you're meant yeah. to have all of your emotional, physical, mental state all like at One the point. top of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy, right? Especially for yeah. a woman. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. But yeah. I, I think that in itself just proves to everyone out there that everyone goes through the same struggles yeah. and that it's, mm. it's different for everyone, right? Yeah, even even on a physical side, like even with, um, I know there has been some studies and there's been some, some journals uh, out there about like, even when we have a menstrual cycle, you know, having menstrual cycle during training, menstrual cycle during playing, you know, even that has its own, you know, it, it had its own level impact on, on, a, on a woman playing mentally, emotionally, you know, um, and I think, I, I, so I seriously believe every team should have, every women's having normal team should have a, a um, you know health and well-being officer that just checks in you know the girls yeah. can just can just easily go look I'm not doing great today um, I'm going through this today or you know and you know and you've got your leadership group that can check in and, and I think once you provide that environment um, and that you know people just think about oh you've got you know it's all about skills it's all about talent it's way more than that you know for a successful team yeah you know it goes beyond yeah. I agree I definitely agree with you in that sense that the mind is literally 70% of yep. your performance. Your performance. Training. Yeah. Yep. Like I could train, I could be, I could be training and be fit, but if I go on the field and just doubt, I'm single doubt in myself and go, oh, I don't think I'm fitter today, or I'll just go and compare myself with the other player, they, they, it goes, you know. So yeah. it's learning how to silent those I thoughts. I think that's um, learning. Mm. Yeah. I think that's so true. And I think when you're a woman and you're playing, you do compare a lot as well. You yeah, compare, it's just, it's I find just, myself a comparing women, a lot, women thing. even though, yeah. you know, even though it's not necessary, but I do it, I purely do it out of like, just because that's like something automatic in my mind. It's unnatural. Something it's that unnatural I can't women stop thing. and I think everyone yeah. does it too. It's just a natural thing to yeah. do. Um, definitely have learned over the past to like, just, it's not a, it's, you can't compare because you're not the same. Yeah. You're a different person. You're a different athlete. You you bring something different versus everyone else Correct. on your team. Yeah. And there's a reason why you're on the on the on the yeah. team. And that's probably something that I had to learn over the, the years. And it's, it's probably the same for you as yeah. well. Yeah. And you're just focusing on your game. And when you turn up on game, then go. Okay. You know what? This is my job today, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be there for my teammates. And I think just learning to calm yourself, calming your mind, and it comes with experience. And he comes with years of playing. And he also comes with, you know, reading good books. You know, I'm so big on on good books. I'm so good on because, you know, you're feeding your brain. You're feeding your mind. And they are the wisdom that will carry you through, um, you know, on this, you know, making sure your your minds are good and, and your emotions. And, yeah, because it does affect you. It will affect your, you know, everything that happens off-field, even at training, from your personal life. You're really going to make sure that, you know, that all those are in check. Yeah. So, oh, um, just to kind of recap, loved everything we spoke about. I think mm. it's such a great, um, a few po- points there which I think were quite valid, um, especially yeah. with the wider community. I think a lot of girls would benefit from this discussion. Yeah. Um, next part of this interview, which I really like to get into, is obviously yeah. the, you spoke about being a mum. I really admire that about you, 
Yeah. Well, thank you. Because <laughs> it's not a, not every time it's a, a mother, a mother of four, and a na- and a glam ma. Everyone, it's glam ma, not grandma, but glam ma. <laughs> um, I really love that. I love that your your kids are giving you that name. Um, but I also wanted to just touch base on like, you know, we spoke about your family, spoke about how you did, um, how you got to where you are with sport. Yeah. But coming away from sport, I actually know that you're quite an um, intelligent woman and that you have a degree. Did you want to talk about that? Like oh, how do yeah. you balance it all, all with like your kids, you got sport, your family, but like let's strip it back and let's go back to talking about our careers and how did you how did you end yeah. up where you are? What do you do for work? Sure. Um, fell pregnant really young um, and then looked at mum, you know, coming from Fiji, being a struggle. Um, she encouraged me to go back to school. So yeah. went back and finished year 12. Um, I remember going on stage, getting awards for my subject, carrying my son, eldest son, Ray. Oh. So, um, yeah, so it started from there. And then the school supported me with my university um, um, applications and all that. So I got into environmental planning. Town planning. Um, did that for four years at the University of Western Sydney. Um, yeah, so within that, I had two daughters while I was at uni. Don't ask me why. Um, yeah, did all that. Uh, got married young as well. Um, so then I had Ray, and then I've got had Sweden and Marcy. So by the time I graduated, I already I just had Marcy. So oh my god, I know. How did so, you do that? How did you like? I studied uni. I went to uni for three years and I don't know how other, I don't know how mums do it, but I was stressing and there was no way that I could have been able to look after myself mentally, emotionally, physically, let alone children. Yes. I was quite lucky. I was quite blessed having mum there. So mum would come at, um, because, you know, university subjects and lectures were not every day, like on certain days, um, she would come and look after the kids um, and I would then then go and study um, and then come back. So she was a big help. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was a very big help. Um, so then graduated um, and then got a first-year contract with um, Bankstown Council. So because I work in local uh, from the town planning degree, so what we do is we project manage development. So we assess development applications for council, for developments. So um, worked with uh, Bankstown Council for a year, year, two-year two year contract. And by the time I finished from there, I had my youngest boy, Aquila. Wow. Uh, I know. Um, and I think things being, I think studying really young, I think coming from a big family raised on a farm, it has helped me, it's kept me with, um, you know, how to raise a family, how to look after the children. And I think that just came naturally and being having mum there as, you know, helping me out with, with the kids. And yeah, so, um, you know, having the kids there, I think having them young, close together, it kind of helped too. I know it, 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 it was a lot in terms of, raising them young but they I think having them close together it was to me I found it was it was it was manageable because I can just deal with all of them at once you know um breakfast lunch yeah. you know get up go to school go to work come back yeah so uh, I remember you know dragging them to by that yes dragging them to you know my own trainings and things like that so because I remember my youngest was only seven or eight and when I started start playing footy so um, they were very big on sports as well. So I would put them into footy as well. So, yeah, footy as well, tennis and um, and sports. So um, and I think coming from that 
um, I think always coming through that mindset of, you know, just being more organized. I think that came at a very young age, you know, falling pregnant young and having to raise a young family. Yeah. I was going to ask you, I was going to say, how do you balance, how do you find the balance between work and sport? Like you talked about organization. Yeah. Um, support. Do you have support at home in terms of your mum and I guess you're yeah. a wider family, right? Yes, I basically was just mum because then by the age um, of 25, I was divorced with four kids all under 10. So that's when the journey really begins. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was very blessed to have mum there. So mum was always the pinnacle of my help. You know, I, um, I made sure that they, they were all at preschool. I was at work um, and I think I just made it in a, in a way where it'll work for me. And I think, I know some people go, oh, how did you cope? And I think when you, when you, when you have to deal with those kind of things, they don't really think about it. You just, you just mm. know it's got to get it, it's got to be done. Uh, and I think what, a, um, what was a benefit of that, I've got, got things done with the kids, you know, get them to school. But I think the negative part of that is I never dealt with my own emotions, my own, you know, what yeah. I went through with a divorce. So, and I think that was kept on the lid. So the lid was on that all throughout, um, in my 20s, I think right up until I was, I think 32 or 33, that's when I started discovering footy. So from 25, that, I was just being a mum. Just yeah, being a right. mum, raising the kids, making yeah. sure they get to school, all fed and everything. And by 32, 33, um, I started playing footy. I think the most most influential person was my eldest son because he was playing rugby league and we would not miss a game take him to training and everything. And then he said, mom, what about, you know, why don't you try and play, you know, then try and play touch or something. I was playing a bit of Oztag. Um, and then I went across and, and enjoyed it. And I think um, one thing I loved about footy and managing the kids was I found footy as my own thing. Like mm. I had to work. So work was, work achieved that I have to look up at the kids. That's one thing that raised, I have to raise them and feed them, put food on the table and being a mom as a provider. But I find footy was, was sort of like, a, it just landed in my path because through that, and when I, I think I found joy in that because it wasn't, I had the kids weren't there. I didn't have to deal with the kids. It wasn't work. It was like my own time. It's like my own thing. I can be with my mates. I can mm. learn something from me. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where I find, and I think that was majority of, I think that was my outlet um and yeah. that was yeah and then I think that's why I kept on with it and then I loved it yeah so yeah. um I agree yeah. I, I was very the same yeah it's a good way to let out especially when you're got a routine like with the kids and I guess work and whatnot and football's yeah. just that outlet that you need mm. once uh, twice three times a week just to kind of release everything that you've all the pressure that you're under right yes yep all the stress and all the, the chaos stress. from home yeah exactly. you're out there and you're like this is my thing and you come back and come back home and you're like you know you've just done something for yourself um and I think that's very important for women you know when they're even just single moms or even just whatever you do you need to find something that for your outlet and mine was footy when mine was sports so and I've always kept fit like I've always been I've always enjoyed my gym sessions even throughout raising the kids you know I've always stayed fit and I think that's the discipline I carried on from track and field um mm. and I find those kind of sports young when you're that young yeah. you, you don't realize those as disciplines you know your body's just so used to that so and I carried that through and um, um yeah 
I guess, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you do it, Joyce or Glamour. I don't know how you do it, but woman, you are amazing. Um, you're the only woman that I know that has four kids under the age of 18, 21, did you say? Yeah. That is uh, actually you and, and, and Nutter. Nutter. Nutter, you guys. Amazing. My top two in terms of mums and yeah. number of kids and still being able to make time for it. Yeah. Make time for um, Incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Um, my next question is. Sure. Is looking back now, mm-hmm. looking back at, uh, you know, your life and whatnot, what advice would you give young Josie? So Josie back then, you've gone through life now, looking back, what would you give yourself, uh, your, like what would you give your young self advice? Oh, I'm actually, I would say don't have kids now, Jax. <laughs> um... <laughs> um, what would I say? Um... I think for me to say to a young Josie is um, believe more for yourself. Believe, And I think what I, yeah, just to believe more and just to believe more, I think, because even now, like I'm, I, I look back at my life now and I'm very blessed to know, to, you know, now the kids are uh, young adults now. So my youngest is just turned 19. So looking back now, I'm like, I, I'm actually like, because my son goes, oh, how do you feel, mum? And I was like, I'm a free woman. I don't have any more kids. You know, you guys are all young, young adults. Like I'm actually got, because I've, I've looked after myself, my body and my health, I can actually now still be able to play sports and still mm. be able to do things, yeah. Um, so if I look back and being a young Josie, I would just, um, I'm actually quite happy of how I've, and I would not know, yeah, I would not know how I would be because without having kids, I think, um, I think having kids kept me grounded. They kept yep. me driven and they gave me a purpose um, to raise them, to be, it, it made you, it made me become a good, um, when, when people would ask me, how do you see yourself as a mother growing up? I said, I didn't see it as a burden. I saw it as an opportunity to realize I can raise this, I can raise these kids to be the best kids. I can mm-hmm. raise them to be, you know, so I didn't see that yes. as a burden. I saw it as, um, you know, it was my, my, what you call it, it was my responsibility to God. So I'm very spiritual. I, um, and I think the reason too that I achieved so much and do all that was through, you know, God, you know, I made sure Sundays was church. I made sure our evenings, are, you know, daily devotions and, and that's how I've raised my kids. Yeah. And I think that's what kept me grounded. So, and mm. just having that purpose of not seeing it as a burden is, you know, this is my responsibility to God to raise his kids, to give them the best that I can. And, and I think that's what drove me to, to provide for the best for them uh, with, yeah, um, and support them. And, yeah, so I think um, I don't know what my life would be without kids and without yeah. what I've gone through. And, um, and I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm always been driven. I've, um, I have a mentality, you know, that I can do anything if you ask me to do something. And if it's difficult, there's no way I will find a way I will you know I that's just 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 who I am and I think I'm just built that way and and I think it's something I'm still trying to teach my kids I mean them being in a different environment being being in a new age now you know it's you know they're so influenced by so many things 
it's, um, you know, giving them a good life. They hardly see any hard life of it. So, um, and they're very blessed. Um, yeah, so that's that would be my, you know, just keep being Josie, I guess. <laughs> well, I love it. I think it's a great response, to be honest. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I like that you don't regret anything. I think that's quite nice in the sense that, yeah. you know, you, you are the person that you are today mm. because of everything that's happened. So if you were to take all of that away, you're going to be a different woman. So I think it's, um yeah, it's a very nice way of putting it, Joe. So I love it. Thank you. Um, okay. So next few questions is mm-hmm. um, we're just going to concentrate on um, NRL. So just sure. tell me what NRL team you support and what's your favourite player? Or who is your favourite player? Sorry. My favourite uh, What support, what team you support? Oh, support. What's a, yeah. oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Let me let me ask you that again so that Dan yeah. can cut that because I didn't, I couldn't speak English <laughs> then. <laughs> so, okay. Josie, sure. what team do you support in the, in the NRL and who's your favourite player? Um, my favorite player, you would believe, is Darren Lockyer. I love oh, Darren Lockyer. Okay. Yeah, I just love the way he plays. He's a good player. He, I like him. He's yes. a good player. See, because I never liked league, but I enjoyed watching it because my son was into rugby, and his favorite team is the Broncos. Yeah. So then, every time the Broncos play, I would sit down and watch with him. So that's when I picked up a few things about league, even before I even played it. And just watching him play, and just watching, I think being coming from a track and field, being an athlete that's so young like when you see people run when you see their drive you know they have purpose they you know they're purposeful in the way they run where they're running what they're doing and and I just love that about him um uh well that conflicts with the team I support now is the Melbourne Storm because I uh <laughs> I love Bellamy Why Melbourne? I love Bellamy as a coach I read yes. a lot about him and how he's um, you know, just the way he manages his team, he coaches his team, the way he, he's so close to the players. Um, um, yeah, I just love the way they are very, the way they play, the way they train. I follow them and I follow what they do and I follow their games. I try to read into, you know, how they play and, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, um, and that's the team I support, Melbourne Storm. But being close to home, I also support the Panthers. So I'm very, yeah. But then finally last year, no. I went for the, I went for the Panthers. <laughs> Deep so so to home. <laughs> My son goes, that's not fair, mum. You should have one team. like, no, Ray, I can oh, have two God. teams. Because no, it's not. I said, I can do whatever I want. I can have two teams, three teams. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Two, you can have three. You don't have one. Um, so what's, what team do you support? In the NRLW, and who oh. is your favourite player yes. in the NRLW? I think this is a really good question. I think oh, you like it one. is a good question. I'm actually excited what the um, Parramatta Eels are going to do. Yeah. Um, yes. That's, I'm excited to see what they do. I I'm think excited. Um, yeah. Very exciting. Just seeing the sign up there, it, I'll be just like, oh, just uh, their combinations and just, yeah. Uh, and because they're new new to the NRLW as well. My favourite player in the NRLW, uh, I normally I usually support the, the Roosters um, in the NRLW. Yep. Um, because, you know, I, I like the way they play. I like the um, the professionalism and the girls that play in it. Um, 
um, don't really know much about, um, I think, and, and the, the comp is pretty new to actually, you know, to actually have that, um, that full support to, you know, I think a couple of years, I, but I, for now, I do support the, um, the roosters. Yep. And I'm excited to see what the, the um, Parramatta Eels, I should really be supporting Parramatta Eels because they're out in the West, but I do, I do support the roosters. Um, my favourite player, my Matafua. She's just, I, I just, just love the way she yes. plays. I love the way she carries herself. I mean, even when she came and trained with us at Bears last year, you know, just. Oh, that was amazing. You know, she, I yeah. think she showed us that um, middles can run and middles are fit. And middles are I fit and there's no excuse for you to be catching uh, your breath. Was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was by far the fittest player on our team last year. Yeah. And she was yeah. fitter than the outside back. Yeah. She, and she also comes from rugby union as well. So Yeah. And she was just she was just like an inspiration for the Bears for us last year, you know, I find. Like I that's for myself. Even just seeing her, you know, knowing her game and you know, just you know, showing direction in, in the middle and just have that leadership skills that she has, like just, you know, she has, you know, she comes straight from one team, get get thrown into this new team, and then just gels and just plays yeah. and just and just leads. Um, and and that and I see the, her work ethic, you know, on and off the field, how she looks oh. at herself and and you know, showing her up for training. Is unquestionable. Unreal. It's I unreal. Think it, it, yeah. It's like it's on another level. It's on yeah. another level. It, I think as an athlete, she's just by far the mm. yeah. She she ticks all the boxes. Like ticks yeah. every single one of them. And it's just such an inspiration, you know, even to the young girls coming through and even to us still playing and just yeah and being so humble and you know and being so humble and carries herself well, you know, um, you know, I totally just admire the, the, the woman she is as well um, for where she comes from and what she holds and for the, you know, for the Pacific Island girls to look up to and go, I can play footy as well. But for you to get good like her, you also got to work hard just like she, you know, it's not just pure talent. She, she works hard. And we've seen that when we trained and played with her at Bears. So, yeah, so Mama Taufa, um, total respect for the girl. Um and yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much, Joe. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Thank you for having me and sharing. One to one. It's been an absolute privilege. And as always, such a pleasure to to talk to you one on one. And I feel like every time I talk to you, I learn something new about you. So um I've yeah, Thank I've you. absolutely loved having you um and have enjoyed your company. Yep. But thank you so much for joining us and I uh, hope to hear from you soon. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.